0: Bring in show music, please. Today on Squawk Pod. Hours away from a government shutdown.
1: Congress still has no plan that could fund the government before Sunday at midnight.
0: Washington scrambles for a new deal before thousands of workers are off the job. It's a mess. It's not a way to run a government. The looming crisis in D.C., union strikes. And what danger is the Federal Reserve's higher interest rate policies doing? Billionaire activist? Barry Sternlicht.
2: The Fed should stop because what they're injuring is the balance sheet of the United States. The economy is going too slow. The regional banks do not have money.
0: And GameStop. Back in the news, king of the memes, activist Ryan Cohen was appointed the retailer's new CEO, dumb money author Ben Mesrick.
3: Wall Street needs to open its eyes because you're trying to treat the market as rational when the market is emotional.
0: I'm CNBC producer, Zach Felici. It's Friday, September 29th. Squawk Pod begins right now. Stand Becky by in three, two, one, cue please.
4: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Squawk Box right here on CNBC. Welcome to Friday. We are live from the NASDAQ market site in Times Square. Been heavy rain. It's going to keep going on and uh, we'll see. We're going to get into the weekend. I'm Becky Quick, along with Joe Kernan and Andrew Ross Sorkin. Even though it's raining out,
1: The House is in committee of the whole House on the State of the Union for further consideration of H.R. 4665, which the clerk will report by title.
4: A bill making appropriations for the Department of State, Foreign Operations, and related programs for the fiscal year ending September 30th, 2024. Leader Jeffries, you have a moment to chat?
2: All we have to do
0: right now in the House is when the bipartisan continuing resolution leaves the Senate and comes over to the house it should be
2: put on the house floor for an up or down vote so we can end the nightmare of this possible extreme MAGA republican government shutdown mr
5: speaker i ask unanimous consent that when the house adjourns today it adjourned to meet at 10 a.m tomorrow
6: okay late last night though in washington let's talk about what happened here house republicans passed three out of four spending bills in a last minute push to avoid A government shutdown want to get straight over to Emily Wilkins, who's in D.C. this morning with more on all of it. Good morning.
1: Good morning, Andrew. Well, you're right. There was a little bit of victory for House Republicans last night. But let's be clear, Congress still has no plan that could fund the government before Sunday at midnight, meaning that we are looking to have a shutdown at this point. But both the House and the Senate are hoping to make some progress today to keep any sort of shutdown as short as humanly possible. So last night, as you mentioned, the House passed three of those long-term funding bills. Now, again, none of those prevent a shutdown, but the hope there was to build support for a short-term measure that members are going to be voting on here in just a couple hours. Now, that House stopgap package is packed with conservative priorities, things like cutting federal spending, building a wall at the southern border. You got to contrast that, though, with the Senate stopgap measure, which they're also working on that's continuing to advance through procedural hurdles with bipartisan support. Now, McCarthy has said that he won't take up the current Senate bill in the House. So to try and change his mind, we've got a group of senators that are working to add a bipartisan border security amendment. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer made it clear on the floor yesterday, though, that anything the Senate produces must have the buy-in of both parties.
6: Things are coming down to the wire. As I've said for months, Congress has only one option, one option to avoid a shutdown, bipartisanship. It was true yesterday. It is true today. It will be true tomorrow.
1: Now, even with wide support, the Senate likely won't be able to move their bill until after the shutdown has already begun just because they have so many procedural hurdles that they have to uh, work through. But if McCarthy does wind up taking the Senate's bipartisan bill, he could also face a threat to his speakership. So guys, there are still a lot of moving parts here, a lot of unknowns, a lot of uncertainty. At this point, DC is fully prepared to go into a shutdown. And I think the big question now is how long it's gonna last.
6: OK, uh, unfortunately, that's where I think we all thought we were going to get. And that's where we are. Emily, appreciate it. Uh, we're going to continue this because it brings us to today's big consumer stat, four million. That is the number. That's how many government workers would go without a paycheck if the government does shut down. According to the Congressional Budget Office, the shutdown in 2018, 2019 cost the U.S. economy. The other figure, 11 billion dollars. So this is where we're at.
4: I mean, eventually, the workers will get paid again. Yes,
6: they will get the money. The problem
4: money. is a lot of these people don't have excess right. savings. It's it's a, a serious pinch. They're going to get paid anyway while they're told not to come into work. Right. Um, and then those who are uh, emergency workers, like people who are working at the, um, at the security lines at airports, will be told to come in and work anyway and not get paid. It's it's
6: a mess. Yeah. It's a mess. It's not a way to run a government. And no
5: way to... Uh... I don't know, is it a way to run a strike? I guess if you're trying to extract uh, some concessions, maybe it is, because the auto worker strike is gonna go for a while longer, it looks like. The UAW is expected to announce additional uh, strike targets at 10 a.m. Eastern, uh, barring substantial progress in negotiations between now and then. Sources say GM and Stellantis are growing increasingly frustrated by a lack of participation from union president, Sean Fain. And what they say are delays in receiving counter-proposals from the union. The sources say uh, Fain has uh, set today's deadline before holding any high-level meetings with the companies and without putting forth any counter-proposals to offers made by the automakers a week ago. We've been hearing that, and, it, and Phil brought us some of the emails uh, where it said, look, we got them where we want them. We're not, we're not even talking, basically. That town might be in a good mood, I guess, from last night. Versus Green Bay. Oh. Detroit's never been any good. And, and they're good. They are good. They got that quarterback. Yeah. They're good. And I lost money. I'm Sorry. okay. I'm okay. I'm Five okay. It wasn't a lot. Yeah. It was more. It was more or less. I was 10. 10. So no, no croissant today for me. <laughs> Sorry, bud. You could step up. Or not. <laughs> you could step up.
4: And buy him a croissant?
5: Buy you a croissant. You could.
4: I'll tell you what. I'll get you a banana.
5: Better not for you. I'll get you I, have two. I have to. I have a. Thank you. I've got a couple. Of, and you know what? Two, two or three days ago, these were were not any good. So I've been saving them. I swear to God.
6: Look at those. Now they are perfect. All right. Let's go. New this morning, The Wall Street Journal reporting that uh, Apple staff met with Chinese officials in recent months to discuss concerns over new App Store restrictions. China is cracking down on apps that allow Chinese users to circumvent. A, quote, great firewall. This includes Instagram, X, formerly known as Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and WhatsApp. Now, China has blocked web access to those services, but iPhone users can use the apps if they log on through a virtual private network or VPN. China says now it plans to block those apps unless they register with the Chinese government, which they are unlikely to do because they would then have to comply with data transfer and censorship requirements, the Journal Reporting that Apple expressed concerns about how China's new rules would be implemented and affect users, but not sure that's going to change the outcome. Uh, separately, a senior executive uh, at American Risk Advisory from Kroll has been barred from leaving mainland China. That's according to the Journal as well. A new report saying that Michael Chan, a Hong Kong-based managing director who specializes in corporate restructuring, is assisting in investigation. Uh, Chan traveled to mainland China in July and then informed his employer that, well, he couldn't leave. Uh, the, reports, the reports say that uh, neither he nor his firm are the target of the investigation. Chinese authorities often place uh, exit bans on people who are being investigated or, or assisting with government probes. Worth noting, of course, that Kroll is in the private investigation business itself. That's what the business is. They say it's a security firm. But yeah. so here is the quote-unquote private investigator in China. What do you think is going to happen?
5: Yeah, we had- Similar story earlier this week or last week about someone detained uh, in China. Yeah, no plans anytime soon uh, for any of us, I don't think. not game GameStop. Just hours after being named CEO yesterday, Ryan Cohen sent a memo to employees that emphasized he's going to take dramatic steps to ensure uh, that the struggling video game retailer survives. In the email obtained by CNBC, Cohen wrote, Extreme frugality is required. Every expense at the company must be scrutinized under a microscope and all waste eliminated. The company has no use for delegators and money wasters. I expect everyone to treat company money like their own and lead by example. Cohen's not gonna receive a salary in his new role as chairman and CEO. He said, I'm not getting paid. So I'm either going down with the ship or turning the company uh, around. He's made the case, you know, Is it Blockbuster or is it Best Buy? I mean, is it? There's plenty of of geeky type employees that help with video games. They can help you get past certain obstacles. You can you can go in and hang out and talk with these guys. But isn't it increasingly digital business? Yeah, a digital. You download it like an
6: app. That's what it's become. I mean,
5: I, what is there, uh, there's like one blockbuster left, or there was. That may have been like in Alaska or something. Oh, really? Supposedly, there was oh, one. Oh, there was on. a
6: great documentary. Yeah. It was on Was it on Netflix. It was called The Last Blockbuster. Yeah. Great great
5: film. Is it? Is it that? No, is
6: it gone? <laughs> is it still oh,
5: there? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Now. But for a while, and that was the whole reason everyone was short, and that was the whole reason everyone squeezed the shorts, and it became, you know, a movie. But now we're back to the reality is... The, the bricks and mortars with the game supply, does that really have a future? Does it have a viable future?
4: I, I was in one maybe a month ago. Maybe in you August. were? Oh, we went back to school shopping, we stopped by. To game, yeah, game stuff. And and they've got a lot of other stuff in there, too. They do? Like some toys and different things that they're, tr- they're trying to mix it up a little, I think, to get people to come in. Yeah.
6: It is still there, by the way, folks. It is. Uh, supposedly. Alaska? It is in Bend, Oregon. Oh, oh in Oregon. Bend, Oregon. Mm-hmm. I thought it was in the last. According day. to the folks at Wikipedia. <laughs>
5: Interesting. It should be like, uh, that's almost memorabilia. They should, <laughs> I guess they should just keep it open for that point in time. Continuing with the bad news the Ryder Hi. Cup following oh, at all? Did no, you see? Not. There were four matches so far.
4: Yeah.
5: With Europe's pitching a shutout.
4: Ole, ole. Yeah, olé, we're going to hear olé. that. We
5: are going to hear that. Four, 4 0 in the first four with some of our, our best guys. Let's just start on top of what you said and the rain. But it's Friday. But it's Friday. Right. And I have no croissant, Andrew. <laughs> Don't look at me. I, I know. That's what you said. That's the point. I'm trying to help you, man. That's what I want. <laughs> <Stay. laughs>
0: Next on Squawk Pod: billionaire Barry Sternlicht on union strikes, the Fed's fight against inflation, and the state of the rate market.
2: The government's losing on two sides. They're paying more on interest expense. And they're losing receipts. So $170 billion delta in receipts. Receipts are going down. And they're going to go down further. Two reasons. People aren't selling and values have gone down. And the complex of real estate, which is so large, whether it's homes or buildings, there's no capital gains. Other than seven stocks, the stock market's not up.
0: And he brought croissants. From a flat tire in the city to a dead battery on a distant drive. You're listening to Squawk
6: Pod. Up in Andrew, Q. Good morning and welcome back to Squawk Box right here on CNBC. We're live at the NASDAQ market site in Times Square. I'm Andrew Ross Sorkin, along with Becky Quick and Joe Kernan. We've got still a lot of rain outside. Uh, Hate to say say it that way, but uh, that's what's going on.
5: Consumer spending has held uh, the economy up in recent months. The return of student loan payments uh, next week and a November rate hike could change the path of the economy. Our next guests have been saying recession is likely Uh, on the horizon for some time now. Here in an exclusive uh, Squawk Box interview, Starwood Capital uh, Chairman and CEO Barry Sternlicht. I'm trying to remember the first time you thought rates were too high already. Was it over a
2: year ago? (laughs) Has it been a year yet? Uh, um, Probably. uh, No, I mean, yes, but no. (laughs) Good morning. First, we got to give you your croissants. So you're oh, nice. that's so nice. So Thank you. You're, you're, you. you. Thank you, Barry. Look at you. Look at you. And, and I fuck see you, you did it from him.
6: the donut. You did it from the
2: donut. You know, I, like, I like. I love Taco Bell too. For next I, I, okay, time. Okay. If next you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Barry, well, that's all the money is, we're going to have it, left is to buy Taco Bell. Is there more to all this than meets the eye? So let's look. Just let's do a three-second history of where we were. So my criticism of the Fed was that we had too few goods on the shelves and too much money, and prices went up because consumers were loaded with this stimulus packages. Now the shelves are full, completely full, and the consumer's running out of money. So the economy was going to slow on its own. So him raising rates as fast as he did, as quickly as he did, was throwing kerosene on the fire. The economy was going to slow. What I missed, and I think a lot of people missed, was the scale of the, of the Bidenomics packages. The, the $3 trillion, which includes the American Recovery Act, the trillion dollars from the um, infrastructure bill, the half a billion from the Inflation Reduction Act, which was really should be a climate act, and the 250 billion of the chips act that money's actually getting spent and it's distorting the market so you're seeing private investment go down and you're seeing public investment rise it's not quite so the tug of war now between congress's spending and the fed's effort to try to lower, lower weaken the economy so it is really um it's an interesting inflection point i feel like he's going he, he's really going to blow it and you're seeing that in the, that reflect in the bond market because our the biggest victim of him raising rates is him the federal deficit right are are we
5: the things that we're seeing that seem like the economy is still hanging in there yeah those are due to keynesian stimulus nothing there's nothing structurally good about about the economy right now it's
2: consumer is as jp morgan will say he'll run out of money in the first quarter of next year he'll be back to pre-pandemic levels so there are some good things going on in the economy obviously the energy complex the oil sector the drilling building LNG plants construction of data centers electrical plant, EVs batteries the manufacturing sector looks pretty good there is some onshoring going on but the consumer is not so healthy don't be don't be uh but the labor so market—the
5: labor market still is.
2: So the labor market's fascinating. In, in 0, 08, you lost a million construction jobs. A 500 basis point increase in rates—you'd think construction jobs would go away. Year to date, 130,000 construction jobs have been added.
4: that's a federal stimulus. And
2: on our on our board is the head of a construction company, a CEO of a construction company based in Dallas, mm-hmm. and he says he's never been busier. I yeah, said, yeah how I,
4: I, ca- I can't drive on a road. And he said, said, "How, how could that be?" Well, he
2: says 70 percent right well, of his projects are now public. Yeah, he's, there's. Thirty-four thousand projects being done in, this, in the infrastructure bill. They're actually putting the money out—six million, eight million—and it's propping up the numbers. It's probably adding 50 basis points to GDP just the infrastructure bill. So the money—I thought it would be typical government that they take 10 years to put the money out. They're actually putting it out. So he's—he's he's got 70% public business and 30% private. Twelve months ago would have reversed, and we would look for wages or labor to weaken in construction. That's we've stopped building private real estate guys are looking at projects they don't pencil we're not we're putting our, our we're finishing what we have that's the delay impact but we're not Starting new projects, and you see construction starts in logistics down 70% in warehouses.
4: But the government funding is not going away, right? The government no, 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 not going Powell, away. No,
2: no, but Powell would be far more effective. Instead of raising rates a quarter of a point, he needs to walk across the street and talk to Congress.
4: He says that every time. But, but he wasn't
2: They approved, these wonderful five guys who are going to strike the government, they approved a $1.7 trillion fiscal budget. Mm-hmm. It's bigger than two pandemic years. And the 1.3 trillion from 2019. But it's, it's, it's 400 like billion. J. Powell can't do anything
4: about that, right? What? J. can't do anything about that. Yeah, it's but it's that's
2: like kind Don of that. There's no bigger customer of the economy than the U.S. government, right? Right. There's no company that's spending a trillion seven. or oh, but, has but all, three trillion in the bank to go. All J. can do is make it tougher for Congress to spend. He can't tell, and that's what he's doing. Well, I think he's got to actually. Job. I, you, you had Janet Yellen on the other day, mm-hmm. and you actually asked her about this. She go, "Well, it's all paid for. Really? We have a two trillion dollar deficit." What, what she year. you paid for? <laughs> this year we have a two-zero yeah. Well, and it was 1.4. Two caveats: Gavin Newsom raised minimum wages yesterday to 20 bucks for restaurant workers. He's actually going to have a bill to raise health care workers to $25 an hour. The UAW is on strike. They're asking for 40% of wage increases. The unions, it's funny because the Democrats, what's wrong with the Biden administration? Why is he so unpopular? In it's inflation. That's what people say. It's the economy, dummy. It's the economy. People are, have less in their pocket. But now he's backing the unions who are forcing wages up, which is creating the inflation he has to kill. So he's
4: on both and sides of this thing. by the way, the the former President Trump was there the next day advocating for the same thing. I know. So you're, you're, well, you're talking about what. What her, does Jay Powell do other than hold rates high? Because he doesn't economy, have any The tools. point is the
2: economy. He should just be patient. The Fed should stop. Because they're, the, what they're injuring is the, U, the balance sheet of the United States. The economy is going too slow. The regional banks do not have money. I looked at a deal yesterday in our shop. We were getting a loan. We went to 132 lenders, and we had four lenders actually submit a proposal, and the spreads are crazy. So what are we doing? There's a life science project in Raleigh. We're not going to do phases two and three. The econ- but it's not there yet. We're finishing phase one. We're under construction. We actually have demand. And your
4: point is, even though the government, the public side of things, is so strong, the private economy is getting killed, and that's right. what this is going to do. Go that's right. To. You're yeah. not going
2: to have a great Christmas. The, the consumer is they- should be out of money. First, he bought his couches and his tables. Then he went on a trip, and I think he's kind of done. So he has a job, but they're working hard on taking those away.
4: Look, Bank of America's Brian Moynihan told us earlier this week that. It- he thinks the consumer's in much better shape than a lot of other people. He's got 66 million customer accounts between small businesses and and individuals and that they're still doing fairly well. And look, they're spending more of their discretionary spending on things like gasoline last month in particular. Um, but they're still doing pretty well, and everybody who thinks, you know, it's such a, a broad debate between people who think you're going to have to hold rates higher for longer, and those who think they need to come down. And by the way, Moynihan thinks rates will come down next year too. But most of the people who think that rates are going to come down are the ones who are going to benefit because they have hold-to-maturity bond portfolios. They've got commercial real estate that needs to be uh, renewed at lower rates. So
2: I think I think in order to keep receipts up, he has to improve the asset asset values. Rates have to come down. He's going to get what he wants brian's i'm looking at brian's credit card delinquencies every report mm-hmm. they're back to 2019. you want to make a bet they'll be higher or lower in 12 months they're going it's up yeah. okay yeah. so they'll go past the 2019 and i think the student loans kicking in the consumer's going to have that issue to deal with too well oil, a serious deal all the people in the world the saudis the russians the iranians need high oil prices they need to pay for a war right. and and so powell said that's another thing about his his strategy right Jackson Hole he said I need food prices to come down. Is he going to fix the Ukraine weight supply with interest rates? Is he going to change the Saudi's mind on cutting oil supplies with a quarter point raise? No. So his two problems, food and energy right, are so he's not but he's
6: saying, fiscal he's right, got but one he's, tool. He's saying I can only wha- I can only whack the stuff I can whack. I can't yeah, whack the other stuff. He's
2: whacking such a small portion of the private economy, only the interest rate se- sensitive sector. The healthcare doesn't care. Right, healthcare, government jobs and education where like half the labor pool is not, he can't impact. What he can, he can cause me to fire my restaurant workers or my hotel workers because demand slacks off because he's killing business. Travel maybe slows down, but he has he's a narrow thing he can kill. But one how valuable he, is stability? He is. always kills construction jobs. Except he can't do that because of the, the infrastructure bill. Two other industries, manufacturing, which is sort of sitting like this. Maybe we stop ordering washing machines and dishes dishwashers or the Chinese go on strike and we lose all our chips and we can't actually make anything. But um and then services, services with these people I this is the one I, I really care about. I want these people to have jobs. I don't mind. When, they, when Gavin Newsom raises wages to $20 in restaurants, restaurant prices are going up. That's actually part of CPI. That's an, that's that is restaurant food prices as part of CPI. So he's creating inflation, which the Democrats say they're t- getting control. It's it's crazy what's going on. It's actually crazy, and the it's not the re- level of rates because we, they shouldn't have been zero. It's the pace of the I, increase. Can
6: I ask you about the wages was issue? Because I think we all feel a sort of a. It's a challenge to, under, to, I to think them it through. want to get paid $20 an right. hour. Right, so I'm you want though. them to get the 20 bucks yeah. an hour. So that's, But then you're saying it's going to
2: increase inflation. So which, which one do you want? Yeah. I, I, I don't, by the way, I'm not, 2% is, a, is an artificial number, right? If it was 3% and it was all wage-driven, I think we'd have a party. I mean, it, it was wage-driven. We don't want commodity price pressures. We want the underclass and those who haven't participated in the great economic rally to do better and I'm happy to pay my housekeepers twenty dollars an hour twenty four dollars an hour it's okay we'll pass that on the world will settle in demand will slow if prices go up too high and the whole world will get normal I mean the UAW strike is so funny because yes they want to go to the benefits that they had back when they did the restructuring of our companies they were bankrupt right give them those back. they'll go bankrupt again give them these wages they can't they can't make f- the profits they need to transition to the EV world now, there's a balance, right? They should get increases, but wage, you know, labor hasn't been helped, but it's not, it's, there is the other side. If you think long term, are you helping these three auto companies compete in the global marketplace? Will they be better off with 40% wages? Short term, the workers will be employed, but long term, the non union shops will, will put them out of business. That's what
4: President Trump said to them when he was there.
2: Well, you know, one of the things about Trump's economy, because uh, I watched the debate the other night, you know, they talk about the Trump great economy. It was on steroids, too. It was a trillion-dollar deficit economy. He had 3.4 percent unemployment, lowest in history, and his tax cut, well, you, some one of those guys said, "We'll do it again." I said, "Really?" Well, well, now, but you started the trade, the deficits. You're the first president in history to run a 3.4 percent unemployment rate and have a trillion dollar deficit. Right. So it was on a sugar high. It was not a real economy under Trump. So, and then the Democrats said, "I'll one up you." They did it, two X. The 1.7 trillion dollar, the American Recovery Act was the bridge too far. That was the. That was the fire that lit this thing on. So the
5: only out. thing I feel good about, so we're not going to stagflation. We're just going to, we're just going to stag. No, no, they added
2: this is really bad. If he doesn't stop, interest rates continue to go up.
5: Then, infl- then inflation won't stay low.
2: You and think it's low now. And, and killed, no, the economy really weakens as rates go up, and he can't save it. No, I know, but the, w- w- the worst thing would be persistently high inflation
5: and very slow growth. Yeah,
2: Yeah. well, you could say well, you that. think that. Infl- inflation- but
5: you think inflation is not... The, the the boogeyman as much as we're I, saying right I don't now. think
2: wage inflation is a big boogeyman I think there's so many benefits to the global economy of a strong US consumer who's making more money he'll spend more money he'll buy nice things it'll it'll keep social unrest down I mean I think that I think wage inflation I'm okay with that I really am I I don't think in, uh, industries should should put themselves out of business because they're short-term thinkers so you know I, I don't think the US Auto market. I'm not sure that. So given that, that we're going to spend
5: money for years now, I mean these are long programs. Yeah, endlessly. Yeah. So these are long programs. Those horrible charts are. Gonna, we, we had someone on earlier who said. Okay, so we may be able to agree that the <laughs> deficit at some point in the future might be a problem. A problem right now. <laughs> I know, it was, I mean, it, was, it was like mind-boggling hearing it, because there's a whole, half the country really believes that, which is frightening, because yeah. it's,
2: there will be well, a, a, a day of record What would people miss, like if government survives, corporates will be six or seven, the cost of capital to the industry goes way up. Fewer factories get built, fewer investment in capital expenditures. It has a trickle effect. It's not just isolated to the US government bond market. So, what all would you do? Entitlement all would, over the world? You would, you would do big time that. entitlement reform. Pardon me? You would do big time entitlement, entitlement reform entitlement immediately. Reform. First move the retirement age. Who cares? They're not even born yet. So, I mean, like, you can't offend them not even voting. Why can't they agree on that? Obviously, immigration reform and HB 1 visas, they're easy things to do to increase the labor force that are simple. And, and their common sense, uh, you know, the debate was not exactly a, a fun event. The um, Washington that's...
4: Post says that there are a group of high-profile, big-ticket Republican donors who are going to try and get Glenn Young, Youngkin. Youngkin, yeah, right,
2: the, the lead the story. In well, we, we, we like, I like Nikki. I like Glenn a lot. I you know, Glenn? You know, and I think Nikki's one of those candidates at the moment, probably the one I would say is the closest to being in the middle, <laughs> moderate. But there's a lot of, we, Andrew and I were at a conference this weekend talking about China and uh, I spoke to Mike Gallagher. Angela will recall I, they're very big hawks on China. And I just got back from China, and like the Chinese need respect, right? They're tough. We're tough. They we spy on us. We spy on them. It's not clear who spies on who first. You go talk to them first. Kissinger said he spoke to them a hundred times before we recognized the People's Republic of China, a hundred times. And both Trump and Biden have never been there. You can fight later. Like talk now. Go into a room. Have a conversation. That's how you it that's how grown people do things and you don't embarrass the chinese you do not do this right or they will re, they will fight you back and anyone who's done business there and most of my colleagues we have lots of investments there i'm on the board of estee lauder they have a huge presence there you talk and you you see what your differences are you try to negotiate you can fight later we cannot afford to fight we cannot afford a war in taiwan we have 33 trillion dollar deficit let's go talk and, uh, you know, it seems like right now that she and Biden may get together. And it'd be, He hasn't gone. Trump never went. We've sent Blinken and, and Gallagher. Gallagher said he, he, the, the, he, he actually ripped up Blinken for going. I mean, it's a talk. It's a lot cheaper than sending a missile. And he's never been. He's never been to China. I asked him, have you what? ever been? No. OK, the head of our subcommittee has actually never been to China. Take hey, a trip. I'll pay for it. Go to China. Go see the people. Go see how Westernized they are. They don't really like this turn to Russia. I mean, they don't have much for them. They have vodka, and they have oil. We have apples. We have all kinds of cool things. They want. They're much more inclined to be affinity, 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 have an affinity with us. Not, not, not the the, some of the actors that we want to suppress. So you know, the government's going one way. He's losing control of his own economy. He's not having a lot of fun. Um, but we, we need to give our allies in China a reason to say, you need to calm down. The U.S. will find a bridge. We're the two largest global economies. It's so much better for the world if we get along than if we fight. We cannot afford a war. She and Americans might be, will She, not she like... might be coming here. Will you
5: pay for him to come here? Yeah. Wow. You, and you got me croissants. Well, I don't know how many, you are feeling himself? generous. I can't today. really afford right. a
2: whole Chinese delegation. Whole, if a billion right. Chinese want to well, come, you I can't can afford that that. I can't. We know, how you, much you do can. the croissants cost Yeah. Morning? Uh, they The prices went up circle. about 20% from last week. Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
5: yeah. While he was standing there, are they, they were, like, changing. Out? What's while they that? were, while they were changing, standing there. T- I haven't, I haven't been able to, <laughs> I haven't been able to open the frickin' thing. Now, uh, now, now, now I'm Barry,
6: we got to thank you. Cheese will be next.
0: Coming up, following the dumb money with author Ben Mesrick on the GameStop craze and retail investors' impact on Wall Street.
3: If you ignore the fact that millions and millions and millions of people were pissed off enough to buy GameStop to stick it to one hedge fund, I think you're, you're blinding yourself to what's really going on.
2: At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at
6: capella.edu.
0: Welcome back to Squawk Pod. Here's Becky Quick.
4: Billionaire activist investor Ryan Cohen is taking over as GameStop CEO, chairman, and president with the Video Game Retailers Board, unanimously appointing him after Cohen had previously held the title of executive chairman. Cohen says that he will not be collecting a salary. Joining us right now is Ben Mesrick. He is the author of the anti-social Network – That's the book that the new movie, Dumb Money, is based on. That film, by the way, goes nationwide today. And, Ben, it's great to have you here. This uh, next part of it's kind of set you up for a sequel. (laughs) I mean, it's kind of
3: amazing that Ryan Cohen is suddenly the CEO. The movie's coming out. I don't think it's a coincidence. I don't know. But it's kind of, it's like being 2021 all over again. It's kind of a a moment where it feels like there's a sequel starting. You're right.
4: I mean, the the film has gotten a lot of buzz. Uh, The book, too, just because it kind of details how a band of average people retail investors were able to take down wall street yeah you know
3: regular people in their dorm rooms or you know single mothers or just people um who were living in the worst part of the pandemic stuck at home um fell in love with a stock they fell in love with gamestop because of roaring kitty who is to me an american hero he's a guy in his basement who basically felt like there was a value to this company that wall street was missing and he decided to talk about it and it became this movement it's almost revolutionary and when you watch the movie uh... there's a lot of anger there's a lot was, of people was who are right? just mad was there any value in the company you know personally i like the stock <laughs> I'm, I'm, but i don't take investment advice from me i, I own pets.com what's his name
5: Could he, if, 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 if he didn't sell at the top is,
3: is he really smart money is, some I mean, I think it's more about people who believe in something because they love it. Um, they felt like it was being taken away, and they felt like there's corruption. We were just talking about whether, whether it's still going to go
5: the way of, of Blockbuster. That was our conversation at the beginning of the show. Is it still going to be Blockbuster? Or- I
3: believe that Ryan Cohen taking over could be, could be huge for this. I think he's a guy who's not taking a salary. He's doing it because he loves it. And I think, listen, I have a 13-year-old son. We walk into GameStop. And he is in love with the place. I you like going in there to, to talk to the geeky guys. You, you can, feel.
5: if you're stuck on a video game, you can figure out how to. They get can it talk, right. and, talk know, and talk. I know. People yeah. love the product.
6: How, how do you think, though, about the idea of him being a hero? We were talking with, yeah. uh, with, the, with the authors well, uh, or the, the, uh, the screenwriter, yeah, screenwriters. By so, the way, I feel like I'm looking at a movie star. Um, you are beautiful in the movie. Thank you. You've got thank a big you. cameo. I love it. They've taken lots of clips from us. here on CNBC and put it into the movie. But I, I think I think what we're all trying to understand is long-term. And there's a piece of it, and you see it, I don't want to give away the end of the movie. Right. Obviously, people know what happens at the end of the movie. Some people make money, and some people don't make money. And right. so there is this question about whether people were following almost a fever dream of right. an idea that, that ultimately was to their own peril.
3: So I right. interviewed dozens of people for this movie, and not a single one cared about the money. That's the amazing thing about this story. All the people who bought this stock and buy AMC and buy you know, Bed, Bath, and whatever, it's not about making money it's it's a movement against not what they the feel is an unfair of movement, playing field but
4: i i think this too like it these guys stuck it to the man. I mean, that's
3: and what it's about. And good for them for
4: doing it, but they yeah. may have stuck it to all their followers, too. Everybody well, who, I mean... Are they lemmings? The I don't, don't believe All that. the bag Talking holders. They,
5: they left them with all the bag holders. They they and what do you mean their it's their not about open. the money? What is, everything's about the but money. have you
3: talked to the people who bought GameStop? But yeah,
5: they, they, they write in all the time, and I say, how's your account? And, they, and then they don't answer But again. that's
3: not what it's about. See, but it is about that.
5: Then why? Okay, you can lose... You might as well just bet against... You might as well just go to the NFL. Let me fell. put it this
3: way. Wall I'll Street has to to open cans. its eyes because you're trying to treat the market as rational when the market is emotional. And never, I think the Wall Street is rational. not looking and seeing what's happening. It, and where, those, where the mean people. stocks are now is, is rational. They're back to where they started. Right now. But nine million people were gathered together for a moment buying a stock right. because they were fighting
6: a battle.
0: You but don't so, think
3: that's going to happen again? You oh, think it's over? I think that's crazy. No, I, I think was, uh,
0: it may,
6: may very well happen again. But the truth is, Gay Plotkin just bought a basketball team. Hey, so I, I it's
5: gave, hard. It's hard to look <laughs> and at this. Everyone insane. else is saying, "Well, it didn't, mean, it didn't matter about the money. I'm broke," but and it and didn't that, matter about the money. Listen, so there are people who, who are going to that money in the
3: market. I think Wall Street is going to figure out a way to adjust and try to. But I think if you ignore the fact that millions and millions and millions of people were pissed off enough right to buy game stock to stick it to one hedge fund. I think you're you're blinding yourself. Oh no! To what's I think really there's a lesson in
6: this, which is this, the rapidity uh, and and the strength of a group of people, yeah. and just how quickly things can move. But I think it's by the, the way that was true of uh, of even SVB when when Silicon yep. Valley Bank. Went under in a way. I know it's a different situation, but just yeah. the idea that a group of people could move their money this quickly—nobody ever thought that these things could happen Instant. with such it, speed. Is Instant. this the
4: end to short selling? And not that short sellers are always a bad thing. Look, there are times right. where a short seller comes along and identifies Enron, which was a complete fraud, right? And, and that's something we have to be grateful to them for. But this is a way to make sure that short sellers aren't able to just push their advantage right. and uh, like hose. I'm not a fan. I have should. to be
3: honest with you, and I know I get yelled at by people in finance. But I find something morally repugnant about short selling personally, because I feel like if your next door neighbor was about to lose their house and you made a bet and made money on that, we'd all agree that that was morally wrong. I
4: I, I would agree with that aspect of short selling. But when it identifies fraud.
3: I mean, that's great. A good answer came out of a bad action. You know, that's like the ends justify the means. Uh, You're still doing wrong by betting against a company. If you don't like that company, publicize it. If you don't, if you think there's something wrong with it, journalists do that. Lawmakers do that. You don't have to make money on someone else's failure. Hmm. I mean, you don't. listen, in Wall Street, everyone's always looking for another way to make money. money They're making enough
4: money. No, but the aspect, the money aspect of it, is often the only thing. The lever It's the only thing that identifies the fraud. I mean, it's it's a sad state of affairs if the only way people will do the right thing is for money. I suppose,
3: but short sellers
5: sellers can be. Definitely heroes and on the right side of things just like the cases that, that Becky talked about. If you it under if you uncover Let's put it if way. you uncover something that's that's underlying fraud, I mean that that's not the only one. Uh they keep I the market mean, honest. I, think I mean, what, it's, if you yeah. come
3: on and you and you hype a, a stock because you're long, right. Right. it's yeah. no
5: different than coming on. And, I think and, building
3: something is different than breaking something down. Yeah, but promoters, no matter
5: what promoters, you're promoters
4: exist separately. It, something built yes. on you on on, on
5: air and balsa wood should be exposed. Something I mean, I expose you, it but i think that right, you don't your, wish your, short sellers you, so you do
6: so. okay. were in ftx to, to expose ben mesrek we got to say thank you uh <laughs> the film is called dumb money um and uh we're looking at some smart money right there
0: thanks for listening to squawk pod today leave a review or follow us on x at squawk cnbc squawk box is hosted by joe kernan becky quick and andrew ross sorkin Tune in weekday mornings on CNBC at 6 Eastern. To get the smartest takes and analysis from our TV show right into your ears, follow Squawk Pod wherever you get your podcasts. We'll meet you back here on Monday. Stay dry. We are clear. Thanks,
4: guys. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential.